0: I'm Kelly. And welcome to the Millennial Minimalist. Today we have a very exciting guest. Her name is Natalia Juarez. Natalia is a respected breakup coach and dating strategist who helps both men and women navigate their breakups to find real, healthy love. She helps her clients at all stages of a breakup or divorce and coaches them how to get back into the modern dating world. Natalia's passion for helping others through breakups stems from her own personal experience with a broken engagement in 2010. Natalia has gone through the motions, and she went on over 80 dates in the five years after her engagement ended. Experience is Natalia's greatest asset. Her work has been covered in publications around the world, including The Wall Street Journal, NPR, Vice Media, GQ, The Guardian, among major Canadian media. Natalia's work covers the entire spectrum of breakups and dating, and she argues that less is more. In this episode, we'll cover strategies for breakup recovery and tips on how to initiate a breakup, how to get exes back, and how to attract quality dates in today's congested and competitive dating world. Thank you so much for coming today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: (laughs) This is so fun. Yeah, this is so fun. (laughs) Three girls getting together to talk about dating, love, and relationships. It's so exciting. I'm excited to talk to you and pick your mind. (laughs) (laughs) So as you know, Lauren and I are both two single ladies. Uh, one of the reasons why we're super excited to ask you some questions. Single by choice. <laughs> Single by choice. Thank you very much. Uh, and we're really excited to learn what you mean by less is more. But before we ask you those questions, we just wanted to start with basically your why. What inspired you to become a breakup coach and dating strategist?
1: So obviously, you know, no one chooses to become... breakup coach it kind of just (laughs) happens so basically my 20s were very passionate but very drama filled and I had two long-term relationships that with incredible men but the the relationships just really weren't a match and so there was just there was a lot of heartache just drama big breakups and when my engagement ended in 2010 it was six months before I turned 30 (laughs) <laughs> and I just could not believe that my life was taking this turn at a time when I thought I would I was headed for you know a very traditional life so at that time I got into therapy I started reading every book I could on love and dating and I just I committed that my 30s were not going to be anything like my 20s oh, that's really
0: interesting.
1: and I really saw myself as the common denominator Right. Yes.
0: And it's, it's so interesting. We almost feel that pressure going into our 30s. Hey, we should have all of this figured out before we go into that next chapter.
2: Yeah. Did these guys find out that you're a dating coach? i It gets called up you're
1: like, I'm going to start coaching people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Well um I imagine they probably do one of them the, uh, the my ex- fiance I'm still friends with his mother so I know oh, okay. she was surprised to hear what I was doing and I, I'm pretty sure it's it's been passed along and you know I think and he anyways he had just said it's a good thing something came
0: something good came out of oh, it oh that's good yeah. So, uh, yeah, we actually had another episode. Uh, Lauren's so funny. We had another episode where we spoke about minimalism and relationships and how we can simplify our relationships in a way that basically um, helps us, you know, be more intentional with the people that we hang out with, but also detoxify in a sense. Because some relationships can be quite toxic. And a lot of people, you know, they stay in these relationships because they you know, either are very hard on themselves and don't realize that that's not what they deserve or they do out of I don't know how to get out of it. So I'm really interested to hear because I know that your niche um, focus are breakups and better breakups. Which is so fascinating because you don't hear that every day. <laughs> no, breakups by their very nature are hard. So
1: I, my intention is to help them to be a little bit better. People don't always deliver them well, receive them well, but it's it's a natural part of life. So what I what I truly believe is that breaking up is a skill set that we all need to have, whether or not we want to have it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, and and what is your demographic? Because I'm curious, because when it comes to breakups, I'm like, what demographic would have difficulty with breaking up, you know? And and I'm curious what the correlation is there.
1: It's mainly women in their 30s and men in their 40s. But I I would say about 70% of my practice is men. Oh, and oh, people wow. are always really surprised by that. It may evolve into something different. I feel I've had all these chapters throughout the last five years that I've been doing this. This last year has been all about helping people get their exes back.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned that. And I just so we'll, thought... get, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, do you want to start?
1: Um,
2: yes. Okay. Okay. So, I feel like I'm just, like, having assessed my friends, because I used to live with two girls, and I feel like they dated, like, crazy, and, you know, even in the winter, like, I joke around that they were out, like, trekking through the snow to go on dates, and they were on Tinder, and I was in the bathtub with a glass of wine, and they were out in snowstorms meeting these guys, and... I, I was like I you know what I'm not gonna put the pressure on myself like when it happens when it happens like I'm a hopeless romantic, and they're both engaged, <laughs> and here I am alone and I feel like uh-huh. I I have started reading books like I've been reading Matthew Hussey, Hussy
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um I feel like his advice is like talk to two to three new two to three new guys every week like. Spark up a conversation in a coffee shop. Spark up a conversation in a grocery store. Talk to the guy at the bar. Um, date as much as you can. Get out there as much as you can. And it's like, is that advice practical? Like, like from your experience, like how, like is that a, the best way to go about it or? What's
1: your okay? Advice on this? There's so much in what you just said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I really like like him. Um, I, I remember reading his books in my early 30s oh, yeah, as well, long and long I think there's there's a balance. There are the people who date, and I remember I was one of them. Like my mom used to joke that I dated like it was my part time job, <laughs> um, but I was determined to have a relationship, and I thought it was a numbers game. So I thought if I just like get through this, but that's now, I don't necessarily believe that. Um, but then I also think that there are people on the other side who just think, Oh, it will just happen when it's meant to happen. And, and then they don't do anything. They don't create opportunities. So there is a balance where you're living your life, but still open to finding love and creating opportunities. Mm -hmm. I think dating being, finding love is, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, you begin to create these, like, open doors by becoming more receptive and open to the people you're meeting.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So it's like finding a balance between the two.
1: Yeah. Do you
0: think the first step is really kind of being at peace with yourself first? Because a lot of people will go out in the dating world not knowing what they want because they haven't figured out themselves.
1: Okay. Um, Yes there that is also associated with this whole concept that you need to love yourself first yeah. and I'm like mm, I think oh, they, they kind of I can in that. yeah they, I think they are in parallel I think okay. you getting out there you know still discovering yourself sometimes dating is a part of that that self-love the and discovery, discovery yeah. process
0: that makes sense to me I love Lauren had this quote in a previous podcast she says Um, you have to bake the cake and if someone decorates it, great. (laughs) Yeah, that's what my mom always told me. She's like, you know, like if you perfect it, but it makes sense, you know, being out there, these new experiences, going on different days. I always said that whenever I went on a date with a guy and I knew halfway through it wasn't going to work out, I never saw it as oh I regret going and seeing that person because you're going to learn something you're going to learn new stories with any, every individual that you meet right you're going to get a story out of it um, and they may introduce you to some form of knowledge that you haven't hadn't known previously right so mm-hmm. there's no waste or regret there in my opinion unless it goes horribly wrong and he pours wine all over you yeah but. <laughs> well one thing I'll
1: t- definitely say is so at the ages you're at. <laughs> so I was 29 when I went through a broken engagement and then early 30s when I really just committed to just working on this area of my life is you have the luxury in your early 30s to to have this, this type of, this strategy. I think at mid-30s, later 30s, if you're a woman and you want a family and children, it's very different.
2: That's true. Yes. I, I just feel like um like I like if if you're going on a date like now it's which is kind of a good thing if you're with a guy and it's it's like okay well she's a little bit older so I have to make sure that this is serious now whereas but then it it kind of puts more pressure on the date that's that's how Mm -hmm. it feels it does
0: Mm -hmm. so what about from the, the men's male's perspective as well like men you know there's some fear being in your early 30s that they fear there's fear in you that they think oh you want to be in a relationship you want to settle down immediately right yeah, there's no, that like pressure did you go into those dates feeling that way or did anybody m- make you feel that yes. way or? where what was your where was your head was your head thinking hey i want to be in a relationship and i want children now or was it i'm just going to take it easy and date around and see see what's out there. Mm. Were you giving yourself some a timeline? Was there a rush? Or was there some flexibility there?
1: I wasn't in a rush to get married and have kids. Okay. But I was definitely in a rush to find a person to begin developing a relationship with. So that we could have a few years before embarking in, you know, yes. having a family. Um, but so if you do the math on it, like there's just this relationship math that that's a part of like I find when I work with my clients like what 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 type of plan do you want to be on like are you like feeling leisurely about things or do you feel like you want to make it happen because if that's the case you need to pair that with action
0: yes yes it's scary to think about that yeah okay it's 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 okay well if you want to have this by a certain age okay then you should meet this guy in the next three to six months this puts a lot of pressure on you and also potentially the other person as well right so be really aware of that so did you after your in your your engagement ended in 2010 obviously that must have been so tough I mean I went through a similar breakup right before I I wasn't engaged but right before I turned 30 and it was so tough because you see your life going in one direction and then it's completely gone and then you have to think oh wow I have to start this whole journey again so I mean, I, I know that some people would start thinking, you know, I'm never going to find anybody ever again, and I'm going to settle. But I had the mentality, I was like, well, if this person, you know, is moving in a different direction, I shouldn't waste my time, you know, leaving my feelings on the table, I should go back out there, um, you know, and better myself and, you know, and go on more dates and, and you know, kind of. You know, figure it out again, and not worry about a timeline. I was, you know, I I didn't have a timeline so much. I just, you know, I I always kind of wanted to be a younger mom, and there was some fear that if I, you know, have children later on, I'll have difficulties. There's all these things that women have to, all the pressure, especially from my mom sometimes. So, I mean, I don't feel that pressure anymore. But I mean, after that breakup, I definitely felt a little bit of a pressure. So,
1: I think dating. After, so I have this blog in the works. It's called Dating Over 30 and Loving It. Because oh, wow, I love that. Yes, because you know you have more responsibilities and you have like just more going on. You've got, you know, work, probably your career is really on track and developing. You've got friends, you just you have a full life. So that's where I talk a lot about dating strategy. And the, the way that the dating strategy is different from date coaching is what I find is that. Most people who are highly eligible and getting dates and just, yeah, just overall have a good life don't feel like they need a dating coach. Because I can meet men, so why would I do that? But, so sometimes the people that are attracted to date coaches are people who need a lot of work, okay? As opposed to dating strategy, which I think is people, like you're getting dates, you're just not getting the right dates. So how can we improve your dating plan? Uh, And often it's, I relate it a lot to business, Do you have... If you started a business, do you have a business plan? Do you have a dating plan? Like, what's your marketing strategy? How are you advertising? Um, You know, market expansion is a really big thing that I talk about. Wow, it's Um, like
0: brand management and development.
1: Yes. That's so interesting. Even,
2: like, working in real estate, it's like, should I meet this client? Like, are they pre-approved? Like, you have to... Is it worth my time to meet them? (laughs) And then it's the same as going on a date, though. It's like, is it... Because I feel like in my 20s, I'm like, yeah, I, I would go on a date with anybody why not even I feel like in my earlier 20s it was like oh I would be his girlfriend like why not like I'm young but now I'm like I I can't get serious with this guy even for a short period of time because I'm like at the point where I want to meet the one that I want to spend forever with and I know he's not the one so I don't want to just like spend six months with the guy for the hell of it
0: I like that. So you're you're and, and I've noticed that about Lauren as well. She's like, I was like, oh yeah, you should see that. But she goes, no, I need to be more intentional and deliberate with who I'm spending my time with. And that goes back to minimalism. She's exactly. like, yeah. she's like, hey, like you know, I I need to I need to be smart about how I'm using my time uh, because again, like I, I always say, you know, there's no waste of time when you're with someone and you're sharing experiences, but. At some point, there is waste of time. So, yeah, there is. Um, I find it fascinating that you sit down with these people and strategize. Like, I'm not helping you get more dates. I'm helping you get better quality dates, and that's again another piece of minimalism. Yeah. It's about quality over quantity. So, yes, how do you do that? How do you get that that? quality dates?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was that was a part of what really excited me about about your podcast. Huh. Was So I'm currently working on a course that'll come out early in the year. I'm working with it, uh, with a former client, actually, uh, a really incredible guy and it's on dating strategy one Oh one. So the way you get quality dates, first of all, yeah, you need to have some sort of a plan and the, the, the number one way people meet people is through people they know. Okay. The second way is online. So those wow. are two really, really great approaches. But say, for example, if everyone thinks, oh, like, Lauren, she's cool. She doesn't, she doesn't need a guy. She's just living life. And they would never know to keep their eye out for someone for you or to be thinking in their mind of, like, who they might want to connect you with. Because every single person you meet, everyone's so focused on, I need to meet, like, people, like, men or women. But every person you meet has an entire network. That's just yeah. like looking for a position
0: exactly it's the same
1: thing.
2: Okay. and it's like one of those things where if you're like looking for work you don't want to go around and admit that you're looking for work but those are the best opportunities where you don't want to go around and be like hey I'm, I'm
1: looking for love like if you know anyone I but think that, it's all in how you position it yeah that's true Yeah, like all these great like you know my career is just amazing I've got this great life I feel like I'm really ready to like meet someone amazing and here are three qualities that I'm looking for so, yeah, you help them because then otherwise, like, they'll just, you know, think Same of anybody. Anyone. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true.
0: I think that's important to sit down and ask yourself, what are those qualities? And again, you learn that by being in relationships and dating.
1: And refining. Every day you go on just helps to refine what do you like, what do you not like. Um, I, I really believe in distilling it down to about three to five qualities. And it's usually it should be character-based. Yeah, I was just going to say that physical are 100% character. Yes. Okay, Kelly, what are
2: your three
0: what are? What oh, are oh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> what are my? What are my three? Uh, well, oh gosh, you know what? I actually wrote them down a couple months ago, uh, and I'm not gonna open my phone. I'm hoping I can remember some of them. Uh, someone who obviously is very ambitious. Uh, I like someone who's excited for life and every day and wants to push themselves and has a growth mindset, and someone who will amplify me. Mm -hmm. right amplify my life you know you it's just like you know you can it's just like your quote you know it's like you better yourself you want to be with someone who amplifies you and I want to be able to amplify that person like I want to be able to like help that person in their career and also make them happier every single day like I want to be able to do that so so those are my two okay that's good yeah. I'm guessing I'm on the spot. I can't say
2: tall. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm 5'9". Is- no, I'm allowed to use say tall. I'm 5'9", <laughs> Okay, well, never, I, I would say three character-based. Um, good conversation. Yes. A sense of humor. Yes. And intelligence. Yes. Those are my three. Yes. Those are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And that's mm-hmm. part of mine, FYI, he's got to be really smart. I seem to date really smart men. It's just like... I mean it, it, yeah. it's not that there's it's not so much you know you don't have to be brilliant it's more like if you you're outgoing and you're energetic and you love to share stories and you're interested to keep learning it goes hand in hand with the growth mindset but yeah not, um,
1: um yeah I have to touch on things like height age no it doesn't matter those people those are at the top of people's lists and it's Garbage. Uh,
0: no. <laughs> Please tell this young lady. But I know. I mean, <laughs> I. Tall men Kelly. Yeah, but I, I think most. I most love I've dated Have been. I guess all most women.
1: Most women do, but once you're in love, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it only matters at the beginning. My all
0: all the guys I've dated have been different heights, but yeah. I guess just because
2: I'm tall, like I'm five nine, and I would like them my height or taller. Like if I was five one, who cares? But because I'm tall, and not that these physical characteristics—these
0: are the things matter. that we need to push past. So know?
1: I call them. It's that's wish list.
0: Oh. So yeah. you
1: just. I think they're there, but you just know you park them in wish list, and then there are the essentials. Those are sprinkles. Yeah, yes, yeah.
2: sprinkles. <laughs> so what if someone like breaks in the house at night and he's like, "Well, you're bigger. You go downstairs."
1: <laughs> well, I think there's there's a difference between. Bigger or like, yeah, I and stronger and height, and hey, yeah. okay, it's
2: true. And Matthew he jokes around that. He's like, You have to get rid of the wanting a tall guy, yeah. <laughs> he an Australian, Australian accent, yeah, yeah, for <laughs> no, British. Sorry, he's British, issue. yeah. And
1: it's probably a feeling you're after more than a physical attribute. That's true, yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah. I feel like I've gone on dates with guys and I was like, Oh, like just neutral with them in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then once we had that like great conversation for three or four hours, I was like head over heels." Yeah. It's so, always
0: the conversation. Yeah,
2: it's the it conversation. If, it, it, if it's been like six hours that have just gone by, because that's what real love is. I feel like it's like coffee on Sunday morning. It's like,
0: Yes. that really good Sunday conversation. Love. yeah Sunday love Sundays are for lovers I love to say that Aww. I don't love to say that now but, <laughs> but you will <laughs> but I used to love to say that <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no it's true I mean again the reason why we want relationships is to have a sense of connection and the best connections are those you mentioned deep connections, and I like to define that as being able to fully see someone and then fully seeing you. It's like you have in the and having so many layers on both ends mm-hmm. that you can continue to peel, oh, the onion. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you can't, if you can't, if can't, someone's not going to open up, and if you can't dig deep, and if you're not going to open up, then it's going to be pretty superficial, right? So that's true.
2: Okay, so with all your experience, what is the simplest way to meet someone or to find love? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's not (laughs) simple.
1: It would be to become involved, engage yourself in your love life. The same way if you were looking for an incredible job, you would work on your resume, network, you know, skill up, do the exact take on your love life. Like it's finding a partner, if that's what you want, is like only the most important thing ever. It's the person you're going to be spending, you know, every day with so it matters um so I would say prioritize it and then begin to learn about it begin to put a plan in place in invest time energy money in making that happen so how do
2: you put a plan like if you left tonight and I got out my notebook how would I put a plan together Okay. For example,
0: Lauren would say, "Oh well, you know, I, you know, I really want to go to that event and that event, that one, because there's m- more opportunities to meet people. Is that a smart yeah. move? I think maybe, maybe a smart move is to do things that you really enjoy, and that's how you meet Which people." Which I always I say, know. I'm
2: like, just go out and live your life, and if you're involved in the things you like doing. Then you're gonna meet someone who also likes those things. But I actually signed up for sailing to, because cool. I'm like, I'm gonna meet a sailor. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sailing with like 50 year olds all summer. I'm like, that's cool. I know how to sail. <laughs> Not the place to meet someone. But those 50 year olds have networks. I know, and they have sons and yes. families and nephews. So they have sons. <laughs> that's true. That's that true. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get, I'll get the front sailor. Is your, uh, you got any kids? <laughs>
0: I actually <laughs> joked around last week I said one of the things that I think women who are really avidly looking to meet someone is to take out their air airpods or their you know their headphones right because a lot of the time you can't be approached because it feels like people or people don't want to approach you and then at the same time you're losing opportunities to communicate with people like even at a grocery store for instance yeah that's so true I just
2: I feel like there's you don't want to be actively looking like it's like oh there's Lauren Lauren's really looking for someone if you know someone you know like you don't want to put that persona out there like you want to put it out in a good way I guess if that makes sense
1: I, I think yeah that makes sense it could be a personality thing but
2: I guess, obviously, we're all looking for love. It's not like... Yeah,
1: I think what's really, like, coming to me is this... There's, like, a bit of shame about looking for love. Because if I'm looking for love, what does that say about me that I haven't just attracted it? Yes. Like, what's wrong with me? Even though right. we don't... That's not really... It just it has that, a bit of that essence of desperation if we begin to say, I want it. But, again, if you were looking for a job,
0: <laughs> and yeah. that would be, and that would
1: be ambition.
0: So you would say, um, simplest way would be to like actually go out in the world versus going online or would you recommend, cause I think you recommended online is the second option.
1: Yes. It's the second most common way to meet someone. Um, I would, I would begin by becoming intentional by admitting to yourself and then your, your, your close community that, that you're, You're beginning to open up to looking for love. So there's that. And then I I really love coaching methodology. Coaching is really, the first step is usually around gaining clarity. And then you begin to put a plan in place based on that clarity. And then you have accountability of like, am I actually working this plan?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And like talking that out and refining the process. And then that will continue to inform like, if you go on a couple dates and that's not it, okay, what does that say? Let me go back to clarity. And you just keep refining that that wheel. But, like, what
2: would a plan look like? Just going out more or make like going online?
1: Or yeah, it, it could be. Okay, it could be, um, okay, you've decided, you know, you want, like, a certain kind of, you know, intelligent man with a good sense of humor and... I forget what the other one all was. All these amazing springs. Yes, all these, yes. Then... It could be like tracking, like, is there any space in my life to even meet anyone? So building an opportunity. So it could be, I'm going to start, yes, by taking sailing. I'm going to have conversations with this handful of people. I'm going to, yes, take out those earbuds. Like, a lot of the things you guys are saying are a part of this plan. But the thing is, people think they're doing more than they actually are. So just becoming open.
0: Yeah, Lauren read, uh, what, last week? She says... Oh yeah, you should have three conversations with different people that you don't know each week. I was at my agent event tonight, and I
2: was joking around with my colleague. I'm like, I'm gonna talk to everyone tonight and just finish off the year with this. <laughs> but, that's so um, funny. Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, it has to be
0: brother. right,
1: and it could like a part of that practice. I would suggest more for maybe people who don't talk to anybody. You know, like they they find it just strange. Like, I how could I talk to them? I don't know them. But if if it's easy for you to just talk to people, then maybe that's a skill you already have. But for other people, they may need to do that to begin to break out of their shell and you know talk to you know even like other women or men you're not attracted to, so that by the time you do talk to someone who you're attracted to, you're just you're a lot more comfortable with yourself. Yeah,
0: that's true. And I mean, you can never get enough practice. So today with social media, online dating, our modern dating channels, um, they're honestly more congested and competitive than ever. How can we best navigate these channels without feeling super overwhelmed?
1: With regards to dating? swiping.
0: Okay. So I've personally never been on a nap. You haven't really either.
2: Um, I did a few years ago. Okay. Yeah,
0: I went on, I think, two dates in total. (laughs) But you'll go to bars these days, and the majority of people are sitting there just swiping. Isn't that funny? Swiping at bars? Oh, (laughs) everywhere. Oh, there was a recent article.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. All about it. Yeah. You know what's weird? I was telling my colleague about this today. You go up to men at bars, and they're rude to you. They're like, yo, what? And then they go home and sit on the couch and swipe
0: for four hours. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's a shift. it's definitely a shift, but yeah, I'm so clear. So curious.
1: you can really stand out in a world where you know where people are are relying more and more on, online to stand out by being open and having good conversation in person, because l- less and less people are doing it that way, that old fashioned way. So you can totally um, work work it in the opposite way. You, you can use it to your advantage. Oh. And so I recommend that people use one app and then one desktop either the desktops being okay cupid or match okay so you start there and you fill out everything and this is it is marketing so it's not like you write it once on like a lonely friday night and then you never look at it again and then you complain oh online dating doesn't work for me <laughs> that's what people say like you have to work is that does that copy Work for you and either getting, you know, maybe a few friends, although friends aren't always the best people to ask, but maybe asking three people in your life or getting a coach to look it over and then really distilling it down because what it needs to do is your profile should be like you walked off the page. So many times I look at people's profiles and I'm like, this, it's like it's not you. Like they're either. Like underselling themselves or overselling themselves. Because some people are so humble, mm-hmm. they don't say enough. And then some people just feel like they need to present themselves a certain way. And then they end up attracting the wrong kinds of people and then they complain.
0: Right. No, so true.
1: it needs it's to be to authentic. Um, and so that when it's your first sifting and sorting tool, like you want to attract the right people and you want to repel everybody else. So this goes back to minimalism. Um, because yeah, you're going to have less people swiping on you and less responses, but that's, that's a good thing.
0: Wow. Because you're going to be more targeted and you're going to be open to mentioning things that are important to you that may have people say like, oh yeah, that doesn't match me, which is, that's interesting. Also putting out limits for other people as well mm-hmm. I actually have uh, a, a really really uh, cool quote that I love uh, it's by uh, American sociologist Charles Cooley it's I'm not what I think I am I'm not what you think I am I am what I think you think I am mm. so a lot of the time people get caught up in that and so they think oh like you know I have to portray myself this way because this is what I think they want from me, right? And then you get confused. And Lauren always jokes. She's she's like, oh, you know, um, you know, I feel like if I'm really interested in the guy, then you know, I care more and I'm less like fully myself. But when you're with someone, she's you're not really interested, and she's. You know, she's more herself. And it goes back to... It's like, why not be yourself in the beginning? Especially with even the filters on all these apps that we have now. It's like, why not just be your true self and then look even prettier in person? Like, (laughs) why not?
1: (laughs) I once heard, be the person who's being reacted to. Oh. So the more you're yourself, the more that just naturally occurs. That's true. I mean, there are so many... Filters and like ways, and I get it. Like it just it makes for beautiful photography and all this, but it's definitely not helping people's dating life before someone meets someone because then they have an idea of who you are. Right. And I I, so funny. A number of men complain about all those animal filters. Oh, really? Because they make girls look like dolls. They do. That's exactly it. I I had one guy. This really like super like highly eligible man in the U S and he was like, I will not go out with anybody who has one of those pictures on their profile. So he was complaining, complaining. And then one day, and I didn't, I don't have Snapchat. And then one day a friend had it and she was taking a selfie of us and she's like, hold on. And then she put on this filter and I was like, Oh my God, I get it. Yeah. you, It's like, and that's exactly what I said. You look like a Disney princess. Yeah, And like, look at that. She loses that
0: opportunity with this amazing catch from the yeah. U.S.
1: So, like, women think, you know, between women, like, you know, we look good. But for men, it's like they just don't get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but for the good, good men. Not to say the bad ones like girls like that. But there are some girls and men who are very especially like I've I've swiped through my brother. My brother was on the app for a while. He's not. He's in a relationship now. But when he was on the app, it was just so funny. I'm like, hey, can I steal your phone? I want to. I want to see what's on here. So fascinating what these girls do. It's, it's mm. unbelievable. It's just like, and I mean, even with the on the other side with the men, their shirts off and everything. I'm just like really like immediately. I'm like no. <laughs> like I mean, and it, but then other girls will be like, oh yeah, perfect. You
2: know, but
1: it's teach
0: their their own, own, I guess. Eh. So we got to get on the apps then. Yeah, no,
1: that's the second tier. (laughs) And then, because once you have once you have a profile, like a really good one on Match or OkCupid, let's say, then you basically just take that copy and then you just extract some of the best components into your your little blurb on, say, like Bumble. Um.
2: Like, I mean, maybe we would start with the app and then still try to meet someone organically. Do you have, like, the percentages of the odds of meeting someone? No. Well, you could just...
1: You have so much more information on... Yeah, that's true. You can really on a down. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, things like... I'm not sure about Bumble, but I know on, like, Tinder, like, they didn't give height... You know, yeah, they just, true. they just don't give a lot of information to go on. So what I found, and I only oh, went on three true. Tinder dates.
0: Oh yeah. I'd love <laughs> the, to hear your the experience. majority of
1: my, of my dates all came from. Okay. Cupid
0: from your 80 dates. Yes. So it was wow. 88 as far as I could count. Wow. You and counted.
1: Yeah. I have a list somewhere. That's fascinating. I, what I started doing was I started looking at, okay, where am I meeting these people? Cause that's another part of your dating plan is tracking like what's working. Yeah so where am I meeting these people? So the majority was online, but then how many are converting to second dates? And I, I I guess I was just looking for myself at the time of what's, yeah, what's working. And like, I just need to double down on that. I honestly thought I would meet my, my, my partner through online dating. And I did not. I met him through
0: friends. Um, but that doesn't mean not only dating words does work, right? Like it no, because it, it was the
1: most efficient. I was, at the time, I was running this other business, and I thought, I don't have a ton of time to be going out, so online dating is my my So the it's
0: best the way. most efficient in terms of, like, instant access to meeting these people? It's a quicker form?
1: Yes. Well, okay. you, say online, you could go on and, like, put all of these, like, parameters.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you met some lovely men in, in that yeah. pool of people. Yes. But they just didn't have... So, it's okay to date multiple people at the same... Were you dating them at the same time, or oh, how yeah, did that work? Just,
1: yeah, let's get to that question. Yeah. So, this whole concept of dating... I mean, some some people think that women have a hard time dating and that, that men have an easier time. I disagree because I hear the same things from men and, and women. And that's what's
0: fascinating about you because you get the male perspective. <laughs> so, no,
1: that's yeah, so true. They're so sensitive and they it's exact, it really is. I think there are different personality types, but um, so what I, what I get, and I talk to a lot of men in their, say late 30s, early 40s who are going through divorces. So they, the person say they married, they met at school and they were basically just hanging out with someone, got into a relationship, got married and did that That's for a long time. So now they're coming out into the modern dating world and they don't know how to date. So their, their instinct is to just like meet someone and then just commit. They're like, is this weird that I'm like maybe seeing someone else? I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Cause they're not because used to, to that. Yeah, it's a lot right. of dating in this sense in that, which is it's kind of beautiful. so but, lovely. Yeah. Um, it says a lot about their character, and yeah. I get it. I remember that being weird for me because yeah. but a part of what i part of what I'd been doing in my twenties was basically just going from relationship to relationship. i wasn't really taking that time in between explore hmm. dating um so in my thirties, like you said, committing was very different. you know, I took it a lot more seriously, yeah so. Yes, I believe my general rule is dating three at a time. I think it's good to begin getting three in the mix, mm-hmm. and then as soon as like you know someone is not a prospect anymore, then you just replace them with someone else. And a part of what that does is it is it helps you to become less fixated on one person. Yes.
0: Yes. We figured that out this summer. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because otherwise, like when if you if you're dating one person, You've, yeah. Or, like, dating, like, you know, quote-unquote exclusively, it, it like, doesn't work. You are in a relationship in your own mind with this nice. person.
0: That's interesting. So I I, I took a different approach. Mm-hmm. I've always only dated one person because at one same. time. Uh, and then I, if I ever went on another date, after going on one date with that other person, I just felt a like guilt, which I shouldn't feel. It's so interesting because, I mean, I... I I don't know. There's just... And, you know, I have told people in the past, like, oh, yeah, I went on a date with someone else. Just want to let you know, like, recently. Like, I'm just so open about that. But now, like, I'm realizing that if you're not in something, then
1: you're you're a free bird, I guess. Yeah. Well, the pacing on that, like, they don't necessarily... Like, you are letting this relationship, say, this one person, unfold naturally. And then if you while you're getting to know them and deciding whether or not you both want to commit, Mm -hmm. then to let them know that you're going out with someone else is just really jarring. Like, they probably have a sense of, like, hey, I haven't committed to this person. I haven't, we haven't had that conversation. They may or may not be exploring other options. And that actually helps them to decide for themselves whether or not
0: how much they like you. I've been on the other end, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, you know, and that person didn't tell me and then and then they told me once they knew they really wanted to seriously date me, like I was. Dating, I was like, "Oh, really? That's interesting. That's you know." Nice.
2: So I guess my fear is if, say, I went on a couple of dates with a guy I was really interested in, and then someone else asked me out, and I'm like, "What if I run into the one I'm really interested in? I uh, We live in Toronto, guy? which is a very small yeah. city. It's not like New York, and it's <laughs> like, oh, she's just out dating the whole city, but you know like is does that matter i guess maybe no. it's a it's a good thing that
1: and how many days do you go on until you cut the rest off right i mean that that's a very personal question that's for you, everyone yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like well, cuz it depends on the quality of dates, what, what the connection was like, um, whether or not you were, like, physically intimate. Like, you know, and, like, whether or not, like, because people often associate just because you're dating someone doesn't mean you're sleeping with everybody. Yeah. Right? Like, sure. that, and that's a personal choice for everyone. Like, there really is no right or wrong. But, like, if that's the case, then be transparent about that. Yeah, that's So, fair. these are all conversations to begin having. Um, a huge thing in dating is that people don't communicate.
2: Yeah. They, yeah, so you know, should tell them that they're dating because I'm I just
1: thinking if I went
2: on a date with like a guy, like a couple of dates, yeah. amazing, like great conversation, there for hours, texting each other every day, and then all of a sudden, I'm out one night with my girlfriends and he walks by with another girl. Like, I'd be like, like, I wouldn't. Sorry, <laughs> that,
1: that's, I think that's a totally legit yeah. feeling. And I remember, in my like, I remember, you know, the first person who told me they were dating someone else and i i dropped him cuz i was like what exactly <laughs> so this you know i'm telling you this now being like 37 this took time it it the the way i see it is it takes time to acclimatize to this form of dating in your 30s which is different the timelines different it's like i i would love to just get to know you but i don't have that same luxury of time So I'm going to date a few people. and But the first couple of dates, I would say, like, the first one to three dates are all about just having fun. Like, that's not a time to have these serious conversations. It's just, like, I don't even know if there's anything to even tell you yet. Yeah, that's fair.
2: That's so true. Um, Okay, I want to ask this. Mm -hmm. So just by personality type, I'm Mm hypersensitive. Like, I kind of get it from my mom. I don't necessarily hate the trait because I'm very intuitive. Like, I'm very... sympathetic and compassionate because I'm hypersensitive but I feel like two things, number one, if I'm interested in a guy and he's not interested in me then I'm really upset and if a guy's interested in me and I'm not interested in him it takes me months to get rid of them because I'm like oh, um, maybe we can be friends. And they're like, oh, great, we're friends now, so let's do all these things. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> because I just, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to hurt them. and I feel like when I get hurt, I know what it feels like. So I don't want to
0: inflict that pain on she them. She mentioned she doesn't ghost. She's like, I
2: can't go. somewhere. I cannot go. somewhere.
1: No, ghosting's terrible.
2: That's so, like, I, I've if, never
0: either. That's horrible. I, I try
2: to do, like, the next day text, keep it short, say I'm busy. And if they're really not getting it, then I'm like, hey, I, I don't feel that there was a connection between us. But then I always say, but I hope we can stay friends. And I feel like some of the guys have held me up on that. They're like, okay, great. We're friends now. Like, let's do this and let's do this. And then I'm like... Oh, maybe I shouldn't be spending like this small amount of time I have outside of my friends at work with guys that I don't care to date. And yeah. like, yeah, they're nice people and
1: I guess sure. we're going
0: into like how to initiate a breakup in a sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is this is a juicy topic.
0: <laughs> I'm so it's actually uh,
1: it's it's the the subject of the chapter that I wrote in the GQ book recently mm-hmm. and um, this topic is it's it not popular but it's like it really it's like how do you break a heart even if someone's only been out with you for a couple of dates so breaking like you know quote unquote breaking up with someone who you've had a handful of dates with as opposed to someone you're in a relationship with is totally different but in dating it's pretty simple it's that You communicate in the way that you've been normally dating. I mean, normally communicating. So you'll like if you've mainly been texting, a text may be okay. But if you're used to phone calls, do it that way. And so you compliment the person, like you know, it's been great having like you know these handful of dates. I really think you're this, this, and this. Um, I'm not sure about you, but I'm just not feeling like we're quite a match. You know, I really wish you the best. With good luck with this project, and then you leave it at that and, if and it, you just yeah, leave it just so leave it. I would say for you try it out see what happens like you'll feel all the feelings that you're going to have by like oh I should write this and then just leave it out and see what happens and that person's going to react however they're going to react but you have done your part yes yeah that's fair um, okay. okay I
2: feel this way I feel like if a guy does the next day text to me or it's kind of like okay, like, there's this, like, perception that the guy should chase the girl. So it's, like, you're—I know you're not interested because of the way you're acting. Like, you're being short with me, so it's done. But if the girl is doing that, it's, like, well, the guy's supposed to chase the girl. So then it's, like, okay, so then he continues to pursue it. Like, I feel like there should be this, like, understood rule that it's, like, I'm slowly letting you go. Like, if you could just get that, and then I don't have to be so blunt about it.
0: Some guys just don't get it. (laughs) Um, You know, I'll tell you my strategies in the past. Mm -hmm. I've actually followed that strategy of, you know, if you're both texting, then you can text that. Uh, If you guys have been having phone calls, then you actually pick up the phone and you let them know how you're feeling. It's so hard, but every single time I've called a guy and let him know Mm -hmm. how I'm feeling, they're like, I really appreciate you calling me and telling me, like, thank you. Like, that's really nice. And I've also met them in person as well for coffee. And I said, like, hey, like, just want to let you know. Like, and sometimes you're like, oh, well why would you bring that person to to coffee to break up with them? Well, first of all, you know, you take them for coffee. Um, And second of (laughs) all, uh, second of all, um, you know, you're really kind of, like, pouring everything on, like, you're pouring everything out. And uh, luckily for me, everything's been, like, Very, like, okay, like, I understand. There's there's no, like, lashing out or anything like that. And
2: it shows you respect for that person. Like, if a guy messaged me or took me for coffee and was like, you're amazing, I just don't feel that there's a connection between us. And, like, I wish you the best on your way. And, like, I had a really nice time with you. Instead of just not responding. Like, I I hate that part of our generation that it's okay to ghost because it's not okay. It's a personality trait.
0: Yeah. It's like, a. it's yeah. like, you're, it's like, it's like, if someone ever does that to you, it's like, wow, like I'm happy I didn't get closer to that because yeah. that's toxic. So in my opinion, but yeah. I could be wrong. I
1: think this really comes back to people just not knowing what to do, not yeah. having like that in their back pocket of like, this is like, this is the etiquette on, on yes. how to break up with someone. Um, obviously if you, if you have a relationship, then it's, it's different, um, Like, a big thing is just not having the conversations leading up to a breakup. I've talked to so many people who, you know, call me and they they want to initiate a breakup, but they're pretty much just letting on like everything's fine. Meanwhile, they are processing the breakup. And I'm like, this is really not fair because this is going to blindside that person. So we need to find opportunities for you to begin to introduce this, this conversation that you're having concerns about the relationship. Um,
0: That way it's a better breakup. Absolutely. Because you're leading up to it. It's not just like one day, oh, and they have no idea of the signs. Yeah. You're going to give them small signs of like, hey, you know, we need to communicate more or, you know, I'm not liking this or I'm not feeling this way. And so they get those little, I mean, pieces of energy from you and then they start to feel it, right? Because it it doesn't have to be a fast process. It can be slower. The problem is a lot of people, I'm assuming, like some of your clients felt... You know, if you didn't help me, I would have just settled in this. How sad is that?
1: Well, they either would have settled or they would look for an easy out. Meaning, like I had one one guy, his late 20s, and their families were friends. that He just said, I'm going to really disrupt like our our social circle and but when he told me more and more about it he was very very clear that he did not want to be with her anymore wow. and so I just reframed it of like this is the most loving thing you can do is let this person go yeah so that yes they'll it'll be hard they'll be sad you know but they'll go through the recovery get back out there and meet someone who can love them the way that they deserve and so it's it's really this short-term thinking versus long-term thinking
2: have a lot of clients fall in love with you. <laughs> I feel like sitting there coaching a guy, like being all beautiful and smart. Oh, like, I thank love you. you.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm really good. I have a lot of guy friends. I always have, and I just know how to yeah. be with men. Yeah. I just I yeah. find it's like an energy that you just kind of put out there, and um. So no, I. And normally, most of the time that people contact me, they're pretty. They're, there's usually someone else that they're kind of fixated on. That's true. Yeah. So, what
0: was your advice for this, this this man?
1: So, what he wanted to do was he he's like he's like, well, can't I just wait for like the next big fight? And then when she says like you know leave and like I never want to see you or whatever, he'll be like, okay, like <laughs> I'll I'll fine. And I said, I was like, no, I was like, you can't do that because then she will be. Like, just, like, playing that fight over and over in her head. Like, if no, I hadn't have said this, I, oh, right. I was like, that is going to haunt her.
0: You're also being mindful of her. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, and even just uncoupling, I mean, and breaking up with that person in general, you're being mindful of their time, right? Yeah. And, you, I mean, you mentioned, I've read some articles that, you know, you're giving them the opportunity to get back out there as well and meet someone that's even better for them, so. Yes. So you gave him some strategies on like how to slowly
1: introduce the conversations. And I remember I was in (laughs) Colombia. I was on a trip. I'm like in the mountains talking to him, coaching him on, he's on just like sticking with the plan and it, it didn't turn out as bad as he thought. Like, yes, she was upset, but it's also about being super, super clear and a Again, like how we were talking about, you know, sending that text without saying, let's be friends, just do that. Let it be, be with that discomfort Yeah. and it will, it will, it will begin to resolve itself, but it's not always easy. Like there are these, a lot of these big feelings and you just become more comfortable with dating. Like all of this is a part of dating. Yeah, that's so true. It dating is personal and not personal. And especially when then you're on the other side of letting people go who are like, this is a perfectly, incredibly, like amazing person. And yet, like, I'm just not feeling it. So then when someone else tells you that, then it won't be so personal.
2: It's like what Matthew yeah. Haskey says, like if someone shuts you down, is it because you think that you're not good enough and no one's going to love you or that you're conceited and you think everyone should love you? I think it's like of which extreme is it i don't think
0: he uses the word conceited but it's like yeah. if you're like you know how how do you leave that situation and i think majority need to get to the place where they leave that situation being like okay like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder everybody wants something different and you know i actually got that you know i I've, I've been modeling uh, for most of my life and you know uh, majority of clients everybody every client wants something different so you deal with rejection every day day Models are sometimes like you know. There's there's a saying that models are in some ways some of the most insecure because they deal with constant rejection. But we quickly realize that every every everybody wants someone someone different. So uh, and then I went into you know uh, you know going back out there after longer relationship, realizing like, hey, you know I'm realizing you know I I need to care less. So yeah. I just like I just go on dates like just caring less and whoever like. You know, like basically amplifies me more, and you know, like I guess, like lights me up, and just gives me that feeling. Then I'll go for it. But in the meantime, I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> the less you care, and the more they want you to. So it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, I, in my opinion, what I found, so, so, which I think is really fascinating. So, so, yeah. So when it comes to initiating breakup, what about for those who um, are married? and are facing, or, or engaged, or, you know, and, you know, that is so tough because there are, it's more than, sometimes it's more than two people. There are kids involved. Like, that's that's really tough. Like, I can't even imagine. I,
1: can, yeah, I can't imagine. A
0: part of it is just
1: beginning to talk, talk things out. You know, like, just having conversations, and people will gain a lot of clarity by just having a space where they just feel like they can say anything, and, like, they will... Really, it's about they'll kind of lay things out, you know, the good, the bad. And it's not about a pro con list. It's more about just you, especially to be able to see it all, like what's working, what's not working. Um, And then you just land on a choice, like eventually your intuition leads one way or another. But that's actually an entire it's a process called discernment. Because being in that, that zone of not knowing is so painful and you feel like you might not be able to talk about it. And if there are issues, it's highlighting like, what are the core issues? And is it something that can be worked on or is it not? Is, is the work? Yeah. Often it's communication is a really, really big one. Lack of
0: communication is the reason. Yeah.
1: Lack of communication and just, just. Bad communication. Like maybe both people are communicating, but they're not, they're not in sync. Um, that's probably one of the main, probably the main reason I see people break up is either their their mismatched communication just caught up with them or they never had the skill set in the first place. And then things were good while life was good, and then they had challenges and challenges, and it just began to erode the relationship.
0: Yeah. It's just, it goes, I I love the five love language. It goes back to that. It's like, you know, you need to communicate with that person. What, what kind of love language, um, you know, do you want from me? And what, what what do you usually kind of give? Like you need to have that conversation because sometimes someone will feel like, Oh, well that person doesn't love me because they're not showing they love me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it's like, well, that one's telling me, but they're not showing me. So it's like, it's like they're both thinking things in their head, but they're not communicating. Yeah. Fascinating. So you have to
1: learn to speak each other's language. And over time you, and every, every argument, every thing that you have is just feedback. And then you begin to refine your relationship. And then you just begin to see if it's continuing to be a fit or not. So like Esther Perel says that in our lifetime, we'll have between two to three long-term relationships, like really significant ones. And I think it's probably more than that. Um, but as a result, you need to know how to assess whether a relationship's a fit and how to get in and out of them.
0: Right. So, sorry, she says
1: throughout our life, we're going to have two. Two to three long-term relationships, like significant okay. ones. Whether so if that's the really, case, yeah. we're going to have a couple of really big breakups. Right. That's, so how do you navigate that in between?
0: That's fascinating. That like, confirms why there's so much demand for this. Yes. Because we're not just with <laughs> one person for the rest of our lives anymore. Like, it's, I mean, the divorce rates, what are the divorce rates at? Yeah, it's it's going than, down. Is it going
1: down? Okay, down good. They say it's going down, which is, and a part of the reason it's going down is that a lot of people, I mean, it depends what demographic you look at, but say in like North America it's going down, but one of the main reasons
0: is that people are marrying later. Good. So they know themselves better, they're, mm. yeah. But then there's the there's something bad about that too because I know some men like in their 40s and they've kind of set in their ways and they even have fear in themselves like will I find someone because I'm so used to being on my own so there's that as well Uh, do you ever have uh, couples as clients or is it usually one person it's you I prefer to work with with (laughs) with one side (laughs) yeah with one side but
1: I've I've had I've had a number of clients come in requesting and it's it's just it's I really admire couple therapists <laughs> for the work that they do. Right. Um, I or if I worked with a couple, it could be great to like work with them individually and then together. Mm-hmm. Um, that that works. Like, I think if a couple came Have in, I you think done it would be before? it would be even better. Yeah. You yes. done that? You've
0: talked to the guy and you talked to the girl. Yes. Have you ever been in a situation where you're helping someone break up, but then you realize in the talk that maybe they should stay with this person? Has it ever happened where it's kind of like well, turned?
1: Um yeah sometimes people discover that they there was there was an the issue, the main issue they had was actually workable.
0: Oh that's interesting. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Um also it's, it's so funny. I read an article uh, by Vice Media. It was titled, Meet a Woman Who Helps Dump People for a Living. <laughs> and I love that title because it was great. A little extreme. But basically, like it's not, I mean, using the word dump. But you're really, really strategically helping them with exit plan strategies, which is so fascinating. And I think a lot of people end up in relationships that, May not even be healthy for either person uh, because they don't know how to exit. That in, I, I completely get it. We don't even know need, know how to exit. You know, yeah. dating. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> three days, and like, oh, I don't want to hurt them, so I guess i will just marry them. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, that's the thing. That's why. That's why we need this. Wow, it's so fascinating. Would you say that we, you know, being you, you almost we almost need more breakup coaches than we need um, coaches to help put people together. So wow. it, it's pretty,
1: I found it, I think they're complementary mm-hmm. um, because yes, because you help people get out, but then you help people to get back get into, back re- in, into yeah. relationships, but you don't want to send them back into the same mess. So right. what can you learn from this? But it's, it kind of comes back to what I said at the beginning, that it is a skill that we do not have that is lifelong. And it's something that you'll do not only with romantic partners, but like we said, friendships. Um, with other peers and it's just it's a part of life sometimes it's personal sometimes you've just outgrown someone. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine
0: mentioned today he asked is there a potentially a correlation between the age range of her clients and them wanting to break up or like wanting strategies on how to exit a relationship or, or a marriage because um, you know, you think those who are in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, they grew up in a society where, you know, mm. it's, it's a learned culture. Like, we're supposed to get married. We're supposed to be the same person forever. I like to still believe that that's true. But I think a lot of people, even religion comes into play, too. It's like, oh, well, I got to be with this person. Like, I can't. I can't leave this yeah. or, or I can't like I've, leave I've slept with this person now. Like I'm indebted right? to them or I have kids and I, they, they, they need me, but I'm seriously unhappy. And I, that, that makes me so sad for someone who's like, yeah, I know you got to put your kids first as well, but you have to put yourself first as well. Like how do you balance the two? Right. It's unbelievable. <laughs> there must be so many cases that you deal with that are so, <laughs> so many.
1: And they spent, although most people that call me are more professionals, I have like 17 year olds, like their wow. parents have called me and then 19 year olds who've contacted me themselves and people in their twenties. And I just love it. When people contact me in their twenties. I'm like, Oh, I am so happy to be talking to you. Like I wish I had had someone in my life right, to help me this way. Like, I feel like going back to that, that is my why. Like I have become the person I wished I'd had in my life in my twenties and my I early thirties
0: you yeah, 17.
2: It's like, won't well, show for like 15 years and then call me. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so I, when it comes to like breakups, just like you know, breakups. I mean, just you know, outside of marriage, um, what do you recommend? Let's say you know I or Lauren just got, um, we're just in a breakup. What would you recommend? You know, that day, the next day, um, is it okay to grieve? Is it? A, should we get out there right away? So I have
1: a, I have an ebook that's coming out. Oh, yeah! It's called yay. Untangled. Oh. I just need to. It's it's ready. I just need to publish it, and it's 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 a handbook um, on breakup recovery, because re- breakup recovery is something where I've seen very clear patterns. So there are these stages. You know, that first stage is sometimes it feels like survival it's just you just got to get through it and there can be a lot of withdrawal symptoms so I can relate it to being in rehab and people get it but then they also understand that that's not something that you're not gonna be here forever but it's gonna it's gonna be that first month is gonna be really really hard so you just mentally prepare for it and you put things in place you really take care of yourself yeah, you surround yourself with friends, self-care, all of that. And then you begin to move into a time of, which can be another, you know, two to three months of nourishment. And that's just when you're adding just goodness into your life and yeah, eating well, exercising, sleeping, doing everything you can to your physical body while you're emotionally processing, and then spending time with people you love, doing things you love, just goodness, and then you be, you can begin to have conversations and explore with others or with and with yourself on what happened. What happened? What were the lessons? What was working? What wasn't working? And as you begin to extract those lessons, you and things begin to also fall into place. Like certain dots are connected or maybe if you hadn't broken up, you wouldn't have I don't know like moved out or moved to this area and which led you to other opportunities your, your life begins to work for you. Like that breakup are, those dots are connected and then you move into acceptance and then, and not, and not everybody gets there. Some people yeah. just stay in resentment. Some people are just, yeah, they just like shut down or they blame that person. Like that person ruined my life. Nice. And
0: right. so and put that's themselves choice. victim. choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, and then, and different people, for some people it takes, I always say it takes a minimum of three months For some people, it takes up to like a year or longer, but about 25% of the population take breakups really, really hard. These are people who have an anxious attachment style. I am one of those people. That's why... (laughs) <laughs> You're I so think, fascinated about oh that. Oh my God. Cause like, I think my friends and my family were like, what is wrong with you? Just like, you'll be fine. And it just, it took me a long time. Did you, uh, reach out to that person? Did you need
0: closure?
1: Oh yeah. All of that. And it's, it's doesn't even matter. Like they, they may, they may get, they may tell you, they may not even know themselves the real answers. It may be helpful. It may not be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. Like, well, you know, I often say F. Mm -hmm. f closure because it it doesn't it doesn't really help like you need to give yourself closure
0: right if that person's not asking for you back or not coming back then you need to find it in yourself and you also i i read another call you said you recommend purging items uh, that remind you of your ex (laughs) yes and i was just curious you know what kind of examples do you have of doing doing so so i've
1: one of the services i've had but more now yeah. it's just i just kind of tell people how to do it um i teach it's like you need basically four boxes and the sooner the better you it should it should take place within the first couple weeks after a breakup i mean lauren you won't need it at your place because it's so minimalist
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're here recording like, christmas gift i like garbage <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: So the four boxes, one is things to return to your ex. The other one is uh, things to throw away, things to give to goodwill, and then other things that you may want to keep for the future. Maybe mementos, but you need to get them out of your sight. Even better, get them out of your place.
0: Even oh, if they're in your inbox? Even, <laughs> in, your, even in your phone, your pictures.
1: Yeah, just oh, put, put, them in, put them in a folder and put them like somewhere. Oh, that's fascinating. You won't have to see them yeah and this is all a part of like the 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 more you prepare your environment the more like and I tell people I'm like listen like there's either there's a slow lane and the fast lane Mm -hmm. if you want to hold on to all these things it's going to take you longer or if you want to accelerate the process this is what you do you kind of like rip off the band-aid and I love this yeah that's so it's it's accelerated it's 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 tested it's proven and and yeah it's going to be hard or you just wait until that person finds another girlfriend, and then you have like you, the only option is now moving on with your yeah. life.
0: Right. I mean, it just goes with again, you said Lauren's apartment. You know, and, and, and mine. Like, you know, I've decluttered in so many ways. And it's just like a fresh new start every day. Yeah. And because then rearrange the furniture
1: as well. And yeah. I also have, which will be out this week, um, playlists on Breakup Playlists. Oh,
0: you have for, so oh. much going on. And it's amazing. So,
1: yeah. So if you look me up on Spotify, it's it's uh, my, my handle's Lovistics. But so the first one is Rise. It, no, the first one is Shattered. It's all these, like, songs that will just, like, just make you just want to like just wallow in sadness and then the next one is all like that anger energetic stage like that's kind of maybe you'll kind of like use those two during the home cleanse and then the last one is called rise and it's when you like really rise out of the situation and life is good yeah life is beautiful again
2: Wow, you yeah. really detailed this down to a T. It's
1: wow, wonderful. I'm
0: going to follow that on, on Spotify I I right spent after. so
1: much time on them. I feel so oh. good because Cosmo just did, put out this article a couple of weeks ago on like the ultimate breakup list. And I looked it up. It's trash. Oh no. It was put together by like scientists, so they say. But first of all, the songs weren't who even that date. great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And also, it was just it was just such like I found a couple good songs, but it was just such a mix. So you're going from like sad song to like angry song to like empowered, and it's so manic depressive. I was like, this is not helpful. No. Like, so I think you just you or for people who say if they like, it's like I can't cry, I can't like I can't get there. Maybe they're just so. S- scared of like bringing on that emotion if you listen to that playlist you'll probably find some songs which will just help you to release wow and then for other people who are very gentle and they have a hard time like getting angry and it's not even anger but it's called um I forget what it's called um but it's about fire
0: do men listen to these too
1: yeah so I I also tried I tried to put like men especially in the beginning it was like a man woman um. Yeah, to just show that everybody feels has these feelings.
0: I love that someone said to me uh, during my breakup. Says if you can love the wrong person that much, imagine how much you could love the right one. Yeah, I, you always say that. To me. I, I love, love it. it. It's so beautiful. Like it's just it's reality. You know. It's I, and for some reason I like to think that everything I'm supposed to meet certain people for a reason. And life is supposed to happen, like, certain things in life are supposed to happen for a reason. Like, again, you said after breakups, all these things in your life happen that may not have happened if you were still with that person. So, that's where you can find beauty in breakups. Yes. Um, But then you go into getting exes back. So, going backwards. And that's okay. I like that you think that's okay. I find that fascinating. I I just had a couple get married.
1: wow. Wow. Yeah. How long were
2: they separated
1: Mm. it took over a year it they were broken up a couple of times they were together for years had challenges and they were like just it was just a very fiery relationship it didn't speak for that year no so I think they hadn't they broke up at one point he was just being really tough With her and just kind of i think taking her for granted like she would always be there and she was very emotional and eventually just got to the point where they broke up and she was like no like i can't keep doing this um so yeah it just it really stuck and then he found me online he was um over in europe contacted me and he's telling me about about this woman and i was like i was like okay i was like i will help you the best i can so we put together this plan it took about three months To just let things settle—that's that's that's a really big part of getting an ex back—is that people rush things and then they just make it messy and just you you need yeah, let things settle, get clear with yourself, and then we put together a letter to her. Oh, we put a letter like that's that's something that I do is this letter, it it helped him to, and there were so many versions of it, but he got to get everything out and apologize for the things that take responsibility for certain things that he had done and then create this new possibility for what they could be like, this is how things would be different. Cause the thing is when people try to get their exes back, there's so much garbage out there. <gasps> like it's so hard when people call me and they've just made such a mess because of what they've read online. Um, but you need to let things, yeah, settle, clean clean up the past, like make sense of the past. Like this is what I learned. This is what can be different. This is what how we can be different, what I can do different, and then leave that with them. That's why letters are pretty great because if you tell someone, they might just be processing too much all at once. Yeah, especially via mm-hmm.
0: text. Yeah, yeah. You don't know where, you, where you're catching them. So
1: yeah. then in a letter, they can read it once, have all these emotions, and then read it again and read it again, and then it actually
0: is quite effective,
2: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine, and it's like a little bit old school, which I love to to like write to someone.
0: Outside of letters, is there another idea
2: for getting exes back? Mm -hmm. You're getting ideas, Kim. You
1: know what? No, actually,
0: (laughs) no idea. I don't get what else do we no? No. I I mean,
1: conversations, but you need it needs to be able to like it needs to come from the heart, and it needs to show how things will be different, create like a new vision for the future. And people can kind of sense that, whether it's coming from like desperation, have you really thought this through? Are you just are you just scared to start over with someone else? Um and sometimes you sometimes after a breakup, people really come to terms with something that can be the game changer in their relationship. But then sometimes I, I do help people get back together and then the same problems are are there and they end up breaking up again. But at least my part tried. my part is, I will help you if there is a way, the best possible chance. Um, and then they often feel good because they've gone in, tried again, and it didn't work. So they feel more yeah. at peace a second time. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like the ones that get back together are almost the exception, though. They are. Absolutely. And, <laughs> yeah, maybe, oh my God, the chances are so low, it might be like 20%. Yeah. And I tell people that, like, if you broke up, you probably broke up for a reason. Right. And putting back something together is not so easy. Um, I just had a guy call me from the UK, and he has spent thousands on coaches who have promised him. I was like, what did these coaches tell you? get <gasps> he like, up? Yeah. He's like, well, they said, you know, send this text. And, like, okay, wait. Like, I've waited this no contact period, which is, doesn't always work. Um, and I was like, I am so sorry, but I am going to tell you like i really don't think there is a chance like if you want to work with me i will help you get over this but because his whole thing was he was working on getting her back and maybe someone can do that but it's like the it's like those games that just like psychology and if you need to resort to that to get someone right it's not sustainable in the long term
0: and sometimes like they're going in not ready. Like I just read a book called The Mastery of Love. Have you yes, Have you read that? Love it. Uh, and he talks about how gives uh, examples of how you shouldn't put your own happiness in someone else's hands because it could be taken, ripped right right away, like right from you, right? Taken. It's just like any breakup. It's just. Everything is just gone. Yeah. Right? So you need to have your own A strong sense of self. A strong sense of self. Yeah. 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 And I know we we focus on that. Like, we hyper-focus on that these days. And that's what you joked about in the beginning. It's like, oh, you know, focus inward and all these things. Like, yeah, do that. But, you know, also be out there connecting with people. And I also love to say that the greatest predictor of happiness is a sense of connection. And that's why we want relationships in our lives. It's just like... You can have so many different people in your life, but snippets of different people and with all those experiences in your life is not it, arguably as valuable as having that one or two people um, so that you can have those memories with, right? Because then your experiences are different, right? It's not like you, you're not learning and growing with that person. There's something about growing with someone that is just such a beautiful thing. And that's yes. why I'm like, a lot of people will approach things like, oh, I don't want a relationship. I don't, want I, don't I don't want this. I don't want this. I'm thinking, I feel like when... I feel like people actually do in the long run. Maybe there's points where we don't, but I think everybody everybody wants to have have someone. Nobody wants to be alone, right? Right. Nobody actually wants to be alone.
1: There may maybe like it's it's a very small fraction of people who want that. We are wired for love.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love
1: that. That That's your quote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure I'm not the only one who said it but i reinforce it that we everything about us is wired like we are human animals so there are all of these instincts driving that but then we also have this you know this this human spirit and this like social being that's also at play and i feel like we're trying to impose too many things of our culture and like what's appropriate when really what's driving us is this instinct to connect for mm. whether it's survival reproduction but it's something a lot deeper
2: it's so. like penguins. They only have one mate, and yeah. It's so Sweet. beautiful. I always say I want to find a penguin. Oh, you knew penguin. about that. That's so interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, obviously, we're coming to a close. But I want to ask you, so you talked about how some clients are reaching you while you were somewhere else. So, how, how does it work, uh, being a client? Can I be a client from... You know, the U.S., can I be the client? Um, everywhere. Everywhere? That's yeah. amazing. So you speak via Skype? or Yeah, so
1: I mainly use, use Zoom. So I, I like it because I record the sessions if people like, so they have an audio or a video. Um, so I have an office here that people come to see me at. But even some of my clients here in Toronto still just do Zoom because it's easier. And so how I'm kind of different is I also offer email and text Support that's amazing. in between sessions, and this was something I discovered was that when I had a therapist because like that's that's what you think to do. Um, I really felt like I needed a lot happened in between sessions, and sometimes I just needed to to just resolve like one little issue, especially especially if you're going through a breakup and like let's just say you see something on social media, and all of a sudden like you know you want to do something, and then because you don't have someone to talk to, maybe you send that person a message, you can just really set yourself back. So yes. So video sessions, um, in person, text support, emails. Around the clock? Around the <laughs> clock. People can always message me. I let them know I'll get back to them within twenty four hours.
0: Um but yeah, they just kind of feel like they've got someone in their corner.
2: Yeah, there's such a demand for this. It's incredible
0: oh my gosh and would you say majority of your clients uh are looking for breakup coaching or dating strategy would you say where the bulk of your clients
1: it's probably 50 okay. 50 okay um yeah and they like I said they kind of go together or people will come to me to kind of just I had one guy this incredible man like great job super like you know handsome all this and but he was really stuck on this girl who he had only dated like a handful of times but like I think they were dating for a month and it was amazing, but then she just kind of got weird and disappeared. And he, he, he came to me and he said, he's like, I know this is probably really weird, but he's like, I don't know why this like breakup is upsetting me so much. So we kind of cleaned that up and then in tandem started working on his online profile and getting him out there, but he still had some residual feelings about what had happened. So they can, they can go together
2: you know what? I'm that type of person that I'll go on a few dates with a guy. And then I'm like, he was the one and now he's gone. And I really like questioned myself and reflected. And I realized that I build them up in my mind Mm -hmm. and I give them qualities that they didn't necessarily have (laughs) and that they don't necessarily deserve. And then here you are with this person that you've like he probably if he only dated her a handful of times yes it's like oh she was perfect and she was smart and put together and she was a sweetheart and she may not have actually had those qualities because he's just this like person that
1: yeah
0: you really you can really build people up a hundred percent yeah and, and
1: people will show you who they are
0: you know i've yeah. heard that
1: like you know believe them so yes, maybe she was amazing for the first month and then she wasn't. And then she got weird <laughs> and took off. So yeah. like, let's so, factor
0: that into her personality. I also yeah. find it fascinating yes. that you said 70% of your clients are men. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. See, I would have gone into this thinking it would have been a lot of women. And
2: we, I feel like we think that it's girls who are like stressed about this and have the pressure and we're the ones talking about this. But I feel like behind the scenes, it's, it's mostly men.
1: It's the exact same 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 conversations I'm having. So I would categorize it more as as personality types. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so. What kind of personality types then? I think about 25 percent are people who just kind of they're kind of avoidant. They just you know if they break up, they're like okay next. Like they just they can be kind of aloof. Okay. And then about 50 percent of the population is securely attached. And these are people who, you know, like they they can express their needs. They can break up, not easily, but they know it'll be hard, but they'll meet someone else. And then another 25% are the people who are like these anxious style style kind of love addicts. That's me. Wow. (laughs) But the benefit of that is, is that, you know, if you prioritize relationships, you can also be an incredible partner. So I like to see, the way I see it is that they each have their own superpower,
0: That's well said. I like that. There's no better. No.
1: And this all came out of just survival. Like it just came as um, ways of adapting.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. I feel like after talking to you, I've learned that you can go into dating a lot more lighthearted and a lot more confident. Yes. Like, I feel like people are so, like, oh, is this the right person? Am I wasting time tonight and I only have three? Like, it's, like, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Like, you can just yeah. grab a drink and, like, that's make it. That's energy. Yeah. Like, to put better energy into it and just.
0: You're simplifying and, it. You're yeah,
2: simplifying simplify it. Be yeah. yourself more. If it doesn't work out, that's okay. If it does, great. But just. And, like, have, like, be yourself. Be more confident. Let them know if you don't like
1: them. Let them know if you do. Like, yes. just. Go in there with an open heart. My first blog, and uh, I'll have to go back and look at what I said exactly, but the whole point was fall in love with dating.
0: Yes. Yeah, Uh and make it your
1: own. Make it work for you in your life. And prioritize it.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming today. And for everybody, uh, you can reach Natalia on Instagram at The Breakup Coach and on Twitter at Lovistics. That's L-O-V-I-S-T-I-C-S and her website is betterbreakups.com Is there anything else you want to add to that? No,
1: thank you both so much for having me and um yeah, just, I would encourage people to just check out my site, you know, sign up for my email list, because I have a lot of amazing content coming out soon that I'm really excited about. Yeah, Yay. and these books. Yeah. Really we these are
0: books. too. We're going to read off on everything. So excited. Well, thanks again. I yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you, and thank you for
1: simplifying such a complicated
2: subject.
0: <laughs> 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 <Thanks>. Totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.